With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back into the Dirtbag Culture Hour. I'm TC Fleming here with Jordan Richardson on 97.1 The Freak. Afternoon, everyone. We're in the middle of talking about season six of episode, uh, episode six of season four of the HBO series Succession. Our buddy Josh Campbell could get crazy with the numerology on what you just said. I'd prefer he didn't. Yeah, me too. That's all a bunch of crap. Break it down, Josh, if you're listening. And then don't send it to TC, but send it to me. I'm fascinated by it. I mean, four is half of eight. It's very easy to get back to Kobe. We all know that. Yeah, he doesn't have to do any tricks with his numerology. He just <laughs> does whatever it takes to get to Kobe's number. <laughs> and then How about the Lakers, dude? At you. Lakers are still good. Don't say it that way. Who are you? What do you mean? We hate the Lakers. I'm not saying I like them. I just said they're still good. The, you, yeah, but you were like, how, how about the Lakers? It's a bad thing. The Lakers suck. Man, I don't like the Lakers, but it's just surprising to me. I'm just stating facts here on the sports station. I think the Nuggets will take care of this for us. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> you don't have to take my opinions. I would rather the Nuggets win. I'm not a Lakers fan. I spent 12 years in that city avoiding the Lakers as much as I could. And the only Laker game I went to was when uh, the the one before the Mother's Day Massacre, dude. It was incredible. That's nice. Yeah, it was incredible. It'd be fun to go to. Our buddy Danny Bayless, he had to shush me because we were sitting in the press box. Mm-hmm. And I didn't totally know the rules. Those rules are you can't cheer didn't too loud totally, in the press. Did you mean not know any of... I think they might have said it. Mike Reiner and Danny Bayless might have said something to me at dinner before we went to the game mm-hmm. about how I shouldn't cheer. Uh-huh. But uh, come on, dude. You, talk, you took that as a, the optional? No, I didn't take it as an optional. It was just very hard to contain my excitement on what was thusly a championship run. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I saw them just absolutely put Kobe into the ground in the Staples Center. Well, now I can cheer about it all I want. That's right. Boo Lakers. Um, so yeah, it's Succession, season four, episode six. Uh, I wanted to talk some about. Uh, I it was you know a minor plot of the episode, but to me very important. Uh, the uh, Roman trying to talk Connor into announcing yeah. the end of his presidential campaign. I loved it <laughs> to try and help Mencken. It's just you the conversation between Roman and Kendall. Where, uh, you know, uh, the Mencken people are saying, hey, let's do it. And Kendall's kind of like a losing presidential campaign. We're going to bend over backwards. He's our brother. Yeah. And then Roman, you know, takes about two seconds to be like, yeah, but what if the polls are wrong? It'd be good if they were indebted to us. And right. He's like, oh, OK, yeah, now I see it. Yeah, go go kill our brother. Yeah. <laughs> like you just you just see those 
absent business, you know, like absent the economic considerations or the power considerations, it's clear you sh- you ought to be loyal to family. That's a good value to hold. You know, like how much has he done for you? And it's not even about how much he's done for you. It's your family, you know, like yeah. we're, this is inputted into our species in order it's for almost, us to continue as a group. Right. You have to care about the other ones. Yeah. It almost doesn't have to be what have they done for me at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's your brother. <laughs> and like, it, it's so like as stupid as it is, we all know how much he cares about this and how this is all tied up in his self-worth and everything else like that. And that he's so quick to just be, and you know, talking Kendall into, you just, you see how corrupting it is. And then uh, whenever he goes to him, he asks him first to just like do it pretty please, and then offers the ambassadorship. Like that's so messed up. He's your brother. Just give him the good offer to start with. I know. But they don't know how. They don't know how to not negotiate at all times. Like, you should be going to the Mencken people and being like, he's my brother. What's the nicest thing we can get yeah, for him? Yeah, what can we do for him? But nah. You know, he's been on a tirade a little bit. So we're just seeing this extension of last week's Roman of just like slash yeah. and burn a little bit. Not to mention, I think every episode of Succession has obviously it's a television show but they all they all have themes right so in what we're leading up to with tom and shiv's fight we also see a brother quarrel and we see roman lose his s on on his brother when he's you know when he's pushing back on not wanting to drop out of the campaign yeah so it's almost like if you're going to get a huge fight between the married couple you're going to get a huge fight somewhere else in the show you know if you're going to get this introspective feel good what does life mean thing from logan you also got that in other ways in that same episode you know yeah yeah and you know they all are at the same party they're sharing the same energy right you know it's, it's what a, a weird energy atmosphere. that is oh yeah the tailgate party yeah. i assume those things are that's probably based on something real that happens must be like get all the heads together yeah get your shepherd smiths and Gross. your people on either side of shepherd smith together in one room and get some beer and some pretzels and forecast the thing i gotta say man i keep on uh, cautioning i'm aware that it doesn't feel like the kind of show where there's a happy ending but i just think kendall's doing a nice job yeah that was was a hell of a move you know like whatever he, he is Whatever they it's find out. It's how the out. show started, too, you know? I It's like, look back to the beginning. Yeah. It'll tell you what it is in a lot of ways. It was supposed to be Kindle in the pilot, you know? Whatever they're, uh, you know, doing the, the business of that there's the fake Gojo subscribers in India. Right. And that's put Matson. You know, Which I look is, at that and I'm like, oh, that's a big opportunity. They can get out of the deal that they've been trying to get out of. But he's a business genius because yeah. he goes the next step. He's like, we we don't have to just get out of the deal. We can keep in the deal. And we can change it so that we are acquiring them. And, yeah. You know, I just get his company. From Pretty him. slick. It's funny. Week to week, it's, at certain points, I think they're morons and bad at it. And then I'm like, wow, that's pretty conniving that's pretty cunning move. but you know like maybe maybe business ain't so hard maybe that's what i'm learning from this show yeah and you know we from the second the kendall and roman power sharing started there's the thing where he's uh talking to hugo and making it clear that he's going to make some decisions that roman that implies that he's not satisfied with just having a partnership 
Uh, but to hear him directly say it to Frank felt like a development. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where Kendall's saying, you know, uh, one head, one crown. Um, and then I was kind of wondering, like, I guess, I, you know. Yeah, would you just like that, man? Just in an instant, partnership over. You know, just like you were saying, it's your brother. You yeah. can say that to Kendall right now about Roman. They've been, you know, they've since the very beginning of this season, at first they were going to start their own thing. Then they were going to do this. Then they were going to do this. And now it's just Kendall being like one head, one crowd. Yeah, and I, I do care about all their feelings. And I, I want the, you know, I, I think it's fair that they all kind of like uh, respect each other and share the power. And, you know, it's a big job. I think everyone can have enough responsibilities that they, you know, like, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, that's that's how I want it to work out. Of course you um, do. But, uh, and then they can all get in a bus together like the Partridge family and be a big family band. They can afford a bus. Yeah. That's certainly true. Um, but I, I feel naive whenever, you know, like, uh, Kendall makes it clear that he's not been considering that ever. Yeah. But then I, I wondered if that was what, uh, Jerry was kind of revealing about Roman whenever, whenever she was like, I could have gotten you there. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what get you there means. I was wondering for, what that meant too. I mean, I, I think I it's made a note of that, that I, we could have beaten Kendall, right? Yeah, I don't, or, or just come out on top totally. Make sure that you're going to be the CEO. Yeah, which is being yeah. Kendall. Right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a, do you do? You have more thoughts about Jerry? Like, I just, I, I'm interested in, in you know, talking about the Jerry psyche in that argument. I think that she had had enough. Obviously, she just the the line was crossed with her in the previous week's episode about how rashly. And how quickly she was just eliminated by a uh, someone that she has known probably most of Roman's life. I don't know how long Jerry's been with the company, but most of Roman's adult life. B, I mean, they said that she ships godparents, ships older than Roman. That's right. That's yeah. right. There you go. His whole life. Um, and then s somehow, weirdly, probably there was a bit of like a maternal feeling relationship that turned into semi-romantic, semi-twisted sexual relationship so i think there's just a lot there she probably thought that that was probably not the best way that she wanted to go about her life and felt as though roman crossed a personal line with her and then she's just done so he's not hearing it anymore and she had a lot to say right then but really all she was saying was f off and f you yeah. is what it felt like to me yeah, yeah. I mean, just clearly, kind of outlining that's, what f off looks like, right? Yeah, <laughs> which is, which is cool. That would be great if every f off you give to someone in life came with like a deal memo. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I don't know. As someone who last week was saying, having some decisiveness and demanding a team around you that that thinks that that is confident in your abilities, and you know, is not viewing you as someone who they need to help along and shepherd through, you know, that's just yeah. not, you're not going to be a leader with other people thinking that like, I have to teach him how to be a leader. You know, right. you want the people who are like, he knows how to be a leader. I'm just going to follow him. Right. Uh, but he, he's lost all that respect whenever he's going back to Jerry and being like, I didn't really mean it. You can still work. Like completely. Yeah, completely. And he, you know, Kendall satisfied, you know, Roman's decision in that previous episode was like, love it, bro, do it, you know. Like, and did it again in, and in the beginning just, of this one. Yeah, and it happened again, but then when he went back to Jerry, he's just kind of, it's something that his dad would be very disappointed in. <laughs> yeah. You know, more than anything else, but he's not his dad, and that's that's part of it. Roman kind of does have the, 
is the gushiest, gushiest out of all of them. I feel like a little bit, and I'm just gonna just gonna say that I feel like the way Roman showed up, it it left no room for Jerry to feel sorry for him. You know, if the way that he backtracked a little bit, you know, and she's someone who doesn't have Roy as her last name. So what's extremely important for her to do is to get a legal team is to hire PR is to figure out a way to sort of outmaneuver the person who simply has this last name and is so drunk with power because they have this last name. She's left with no choice, but to outmaneuver him. And she saw his weakness when he came back in and said, please come back. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Whenever she's like laying out all those terms, I'm like, it's just picture, you know, like presumably the uh, pictures that he took of his genitals, uh, he was feeling good about them at the time. It's not like you take unflattering pictures of your <laughs> genitals. Yeah. Like, uh, send them out there, dude, whatever. You yeah. Know, like it's $100 million or like uh, you release them, like, you know. Put together a coffee table book. Sell as many copies as you can. You know? <laughs> That's fair. I think she meant it, though, more like I could cancel you. I could ruin you. You know, I could, you know, I think that's what she meant more than being like, I'm going to embarrass you. I think she meant that, like, she feels as though she has some. Can an, she? I mean, who I knows, know. man? I don't know. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's not full Weinstein, but it's, you know, it's in the realm I, I think that's definitely what the temperature of of that conversation is more so than I'm going to embarrass you. Yeah, just as people who witnessed it, uh, I don't, I don't know. You know, like, like, she, I mean, what she's saying whenever she's saying like I could have got you there is that I'm the powerful one in this relationship. Like yeah. that's that's not all of what she's saying, but like that's part of the message. Like that someone that like like you're saying you know has known him his whole life and like is that much older than him saying that like he's the powerful person abusing his power to act on her kind of but yeah a little bit yeah of a but hard that's time the truth but we know that that's that just because that's the truth isn't necessarily the way that could be painted in the media you know yeah, she could try know. she could try to control that narrative some of these things bounce off yeah maybe so man not my realm <laughs> i know that much yeah well you know i don't know i don't think you've done anything to be worried about no i haven't but i'm definitely not gonna say which ones are bad and which ones aren't <laughs> i'm gonna let other people decide that for sure you want to hear what i've uh selected as the unhuman speak of the week every time good morning uh, I'm here to inform you that Waystar Royco has been looking at a range of different options in order to drastically reduce costs and a very difficult decision to restructure the ATN operation internationally has been taken in order to protect the future of the business. This action was only taken after seriously considering all available options. But if you're on this call, this is confirmation that you are part of the unlucky group who are having their contract terminated with immediate effect on the grounds of staffing redundancy and today is your final day of employment. Final day of employment. Because that was, Tom was like making hand motions at him out of the screen. He loses his place. It's so funny. And we're seeing a Zoom call. And we're seeing, I don't know, several dozen employees from around the world of uh, Waystar just 
or ATN or probably all, all of it, probably all realms. It's a mass, mass casualty event for sure. And they just all have these like, what stunned looks on them, you know, and just disgusted. And this guy can't even properly read the sentences. It's, it's hilarious. Great comedy there. Forward, we intend to operate Waystar Royco International News Gathering Operations utilizing third-party contract-based arrangements. Oof. Uh, I'm seeing some confusion in the chat. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, if I have been too wordy, yes, we are letting all of you go. Obviously, I can't take questions on this call, but this is a very sad Day. And I thank you for your time today and your service to Waystar Royco. Goodbye. Oh man, so good. Nice. Done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I, 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 last year I had that call. Uh, like it was the same, it was a Zoom call where like the day before my boss had put a meeting on my calendar without like a tell like usually if they're putting a meeting on your calendar like they'll tell you what they want to talk about yeah you know I, like they'll send a message being right. like hey you know let's meet about this I'll find a time uh and one just like appeared and then whenever I joined the HR person's also in the meeting and I'm like okay I know what this is oh god uh we like I talked about it with you we'd had dinner yeah, the night before yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is a weird meeting. <laughs> I have some concerns here. <laughs> um, and that that kind of language, like, I, you know, I guess it's different for everyone. But whenever you know that they're trying to take the emotion out of it, it for me, it puts the emotion back oh, into yeah, it. You know, it's certainly. like, how freaking dumb do you think I am? Uh, like that. That I I know what game you're playing. It, I'm not gonna let it work. <laughs> like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, not fine with this because like the the first sentence is like, this is a meeting. Just to let you know, this is your last day at the company. Yeah. And oh, like that's man. so like, am I being fired? Am I being laid off? Like what exactly is going on here? And like I think that some I think what was going on there was the thing that Greg sort of said of like third party like. You know, we could probably get someone to do it. And I don't think we'll have to pay them at all. Yeah, I right. I think we could just, like, make this part of their duties. And we already have them as salary. Right. So, you know. If not possibly even automated. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. one time I lost, uh, the one time I was laid off, I was I found out I was being replaced by a computer. Is it a, like a drum machine? No, no, no. It was the one real job I had in marketing. I was doing search engine optimization. That terrifying and gross word. <laughs> I was building tags for websites and then, you know, they didn't need humans to do that anymore. Wow. Yeah. It's, it, it's absurd is what it is. It's like the word absurd should be reserved for this like grossly impersonal behavior, but in a television show. And I'm, I know that you have a very personal um, anecdote about that scene that you just played. Uh, it makes for great comedy because Tom has just been sexting with yeah, his wife. Yeah, he's sexting, walking it's, in. It's he's just, making crying faces with his hands, like uh, uh, outside the frame of the camera. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all like just because you know that's how it is. You yeah. Know? Of course. Like, I, I don't. <laughs> my boss is not like thinking today about like boy he like. <laughs> He's probably still in tough straight. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Not tough straight. But you know, I bought a drone. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, uh, you know, the, it certainly had an effect. Right. 
I have, <laughs> on my life of that course, continues. Of course. And uh, they're not, you know, whatever. They're, they they went back to asking their, you know, their partner what they wanted to eat. You know, I have people close to me in my life who not only accept the idea that they would have to fire people as part of as part of their roles in their jobs, but also have heard them explain it in a way that removes all human element and just talks about, well, that's just part of the gig and that's what you do and this and that. And I just, you know, like uh, assassins. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, I don't dislike those people and I have respect for those people, but I just, am, I, it would be very difficult for me to fire someone. And it, it's probably very difficult for some people, but just to have that, like you say, assassin mindset to be able to just whoosh, drop the guillotine and let it happen and move on about your day and go and order food is, is wild. Yeah, nah, you just, you never want to be turning off your humanity, mm -mm. you know? You never want to be turning away from your better nature, and uh, your better nature is certainly not, like, the, like it, try to talk yourself into, like, oh, this is fine, and then, whatever, dude. You also don't want to have, like, the company fail and all of the other people who are currently going to keep their jobs lose their jobs instead, you know? Like, at some point, you got to make these tough decisions, but uh, I don't know, you know? That's you, just... I, I know I don't I don't think that they give the weight to them that I would. I get right. that sense. And certainly that sense is conveyed in the scene. Right. It's just a very personal sentiment. And I know most people and most of our listeners probably have bosses and stuff like that. But I feel very fortunate to have not had a have to have a lot of bosses. But yeah. it's just like part of the way that I can maintain sanity. It's almost like I've come too far <laughs> with not having a lot of people just like having to make those impersonal and human decisions that they seem so foreign when I kind of witness them happen. Although I know it's happening absolutely every day, everywhere. Yeah. Because we live in a society as George Costanza says. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, um, we would like to, so you watched the Brooke Shields documentary and you discussed it. Uh, yeah, on the just, downbeat, just a little bit with Danny the other day. Yeah, but uh, but you were telling me it's great, and uh, you know we're all one big happy family at the station. So I thought expanding that coverage might be a, a fun little thing to do, and uh, I think we're going to do that next on the Dirtbag Culture Hour. This is ninety-seven-one, the Freak. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.